Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind the scenes exclusives. All thanks to E Entertainment's Maria Menunos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! <laughs> you guys, thank you for tuning in to the AfterBuzz TV Doctor. I'm still processing. Last night's episode of Doctor Who. So thank you so much for for joining us to talk about a very, very big episode for Doctor Who. Uh, I'm your host, Zach Wilson. Uh, uh, You can tweet at me throughout the week, throughout the show, at ThatZachWilson. And also using the hashtag ABTVDoctorWho. So... I want to, like, well, let me introduce my fantastic panel. Clearly, I'm still processing, you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's like on the edge of tears. The verge yeah. of tears? Uh, well, no, yeah, I'm both. not, and we'll get into that. The I'm just edge. processing. Uh-huh. My brain is doing a lot of things right now. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Yell Teagle's here. Hi, guys. Uh, you can tweet me during the show at Yell Teagle. It's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L-I-E-L. I know my... <laughs> I-E-L. That's a letter. Um, I'm also in the chat role reading your comments, reading some negative stuff. Ooh. Yeah. I want to hear about that. Um, also, we're not taking a moment of silence for Clara. No. 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 Who are you? I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me at Tari J. It's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Bam! I'll take a moment of loudness for the death <laughs> of Clara. <laughs> hey! Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, VT Animation says emotional. But I don't feel overly emotional um i want to get before i before i give my full thoughts i want to i want to hear from you guys what do you think frustration is an emotion isn't it yes yes that is (laughs) i that's but yeah um so yeah you you were frustrated i think so um i i felt like this episode there were a lot of things that i loved i absolutely loved and then the last like two three five however long minutes i was like yeah i don't care what's happening and then it happened and i went yeah i don't believe it i just don't believe it. i know there are articles and everyone's saying it i don't believe that's the last time we're seeing her absolutely mm. not that were the, you don't think she's dead or you don't think that's the last time we're seeing jenna coleman I know for a fact it's not for a fact based on rumors on the internet. I know for a fact (laughs) that that is not the last time we're seeing Jenna Coleman. I felt like for a death scene, um, it didn't tug at my heartstrings the way 
I feel like death scenes are supposed to on this right. show when we lose a companion. And therefore, I feel like there might be more to this death that will eventually lead to a proper death that does kill us all. Mm. That's a fair point. Um, yeah. Tari, what are you what are you thinking? Um, I mean, I I also liked elements of this this episode. Uh I just I felt uh just to kind of piggyback off the emotional aspect of it. It's I would say that it's like if you hear see a magic trick uh over and over and over, it loses its magic every time because essentially you're not in wonderment anymore. And I feel like we've seen Clara die so many times mm-hmm. that, like, at this point, nothing that could have happened could have shocked us. Nothing could have made us that that emotional because we've seen it and it gets it gets less and less impactful every time. That's fair, because remember, guys, this is effectively the fifth time that Clara has, quote-unquote, died in front of our eyes. She died as Oswin Oswald when we first met her. Mm-hmm. She died as um, the the right. the, uh, nanny. the nanny. The nanny. I'm yeah. sorry, I can't remember what her exact name was at that for that version of her. She died in last year's Christmas special. Mm-hmm. Um, in a, in a fake out. It was quick, but it was all. Also, remember that that episode was written to be Jenna Coleman's finale, mm-hmm. right. and then they rewrote a scene at the end. That's why that. That ending felt tacked on because it was. Right. It was literally tacked on at the end when Jenna Coleman said she wanted to come back. Mm-hmm. And then at the very beginning of this season, we thought they left us on a cliffhanger of Jenna Coleman died from the Daleks. Yeah. Right. And Davros. And you can't forget about uh, when she jumped into the Doctor's time stream and died. Yeah, I guess we could count that one too. I just. Uh, it, it, that one was reversed so quickly, I almost <laughs> don't count it. Um. But yeah, so either five or six times we've watched Clara die, and this felt compared... This is, for me, what frustrated me, was it wasn't as emotionally powerful as the Christmas special when mm. I when when she could have left. That one, when, when, when I was watching it, and I thought, oh, this is going to be Jenna Coleman's last episode, and like the, the potential ending with... Her as an old woman right. who's had to just go this whole her whole life with this, that was a that was emotional. I got emotional at that ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they reversed that one and we move on. Okay, that's fine. That's Doctor Who. You keep yeah. moving forward, but her actual out shouldn't be less emotional than the fake out. Yeah, and the fans in the chat room are totally agreeing. We have Simply Sam uh, Cooper saying anticlimactic for sure. Uh, MN says is pretty underwhelming death scene. Who say you eleven says no payoff for Clara. Um, there's just a lot of uh, a lot of people agreeing with us. Right now, that said, I will say that there were some very interesting things for Clara in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, some things that they've really was all of what Moffat was paint was tr- selling us when he first introduced Clara to us is that she's different from other from any other companion. Mm-hmm. She like she's the the doctor companion, um, and I think in this episode I really started to realize what was happening with this companion compared to some other ones. And I want to get your guys' thoughts on on what I, I think I either realized or I'm starting to theorize after watching this in retrospect of Clara's whole time. Mm-hmm. Clara is 
really the first companion to suffer or just live with a very realistic psych like psychology mm-hmm. of how a person would react to traveling with the doctor and this episode especially because in this episode we really see her throwing caution to the wind because she has survived against all odds mm-hmm. countless times like every companion does mm-hmm. they seem they get right up to the edge of death every day every week and the doctor pulls them back something there's something that they can do to to save the day the doctor always has a solution mm-hmm. but at a certain point that kind of that that embeds itself in your psychology in like just in your your mind you start to think i'm invincible yeah mm-hmm. and and the doctor's 2000 years old everyone had everyone but fictional non-fictional like everyone has that sort certain amount of denial of mortality for a bunch of their lives and Jen, and clara's fairly young in this show um so she's still at that age where mortality denial is very much a part of who people are mm-hmm. like that idea that like intellectually you know you're you're gonna die one day but you st- there's this little piece of you that thinks and it's true for a lot of people that thinks i'm not gonna die for somehow i'm gonna live forever um, like I said, intellectually, you know that that's not true. But there's this nagging voice in the back of your head that thinks, I could live forever. I'll find a way. Um, and I, But Clara's been shown that. She's watched the doctor die in front of her when he should have died completely, even as a Time Lord, yeah. and still survive. So to her, why couldn't she be invincible? Yeah, there are a lot of people in the chat world disagreeing with us as well. We have Sydney saying, I don't think it was underwhelming. Johnny B says, I, I wish it didn't go. Um, Sydney points out that she was trying to be the doctor, essentially, just like last year, and that ultimately backfired and killed her because she was trying to be too clever. Yes. Um, and that I really like. That's the thing. It's like, I'm, I'm not going to be entirely, I'm not entirely negative about this episode. Mm-hmm. That aspect, I think this episode delivered more than almost any other episode that she's had is that idea that Clara thinks she's on the same, that she's on par with the Doctor. Um, the problem is we just haven't had that for the rest of the season, but this episode yeah. delivered it. Um, the Dreaming Days says, I like that she died because of her own mistake, though. Nice dramatic uh, device. Yeah, And people yeah. are agreeing. Um, um, and it's the, and yeah. the, the Doctor has to live with the fact that she made, she made a bad decision that led to her death. It wasn't his decision making but it's almost worse it's just being with him that caused her to make that kind of decision right it's not like a like amy and rory mm-hmm. like and we have to go through we have to compare to other exits right. but amy and rory for me i loved that app, that exit for them and it was but that exit was because of an external force mm-hmm. that yeah. the doctor just wasn't powerful enough wasn't quick enough to stop yeah. But you could blame the external forces. Right. This, the true reason that she died was because the because of how the doctor influenced her as a person is led that led to her bad decision making. Interesting. Yeah. And that bad decision making led to her death. And so, I to me, I think that's a, even worse for the doctor than any other companion's yeah. fate. 
I mean, we had seen him essentially trying to wean her off of his influence over the course of this uh, over the course of this season where he kept trying to get her to get a hobby because mm-hmm. he saw that she was everything that he didn't like about himself. And mm-hmm. so essentially, at a certain point, and she was getting reckless mostly because when you have someone you love die, you kind of you kind of uh, either have this... She seemed to have a lot of survivor's guilt in that, like, why him and not her? And so I think that she got to a point where she sees that, this, that her, her friend is running and it, he is... In, in her eyes, like, the epitome of, like, the perfect... Like, he has his flaws, but he is a hero. And so she figured that was the best way to be. And so... But, like, yeah, I agree that ultimately her decision got her killed. But I feel like, com- in comparing her to Amy... Like, Amy was on the same level in that Amy would have been able to break down what the Doctor would have done, but Amy would have never had the thing transferred onto herself. And I think that's the main difference, is that, like, I felt like... Amy had more of a, a like a resolve and self worth to kind of like know where the boundaries were, but I feel like, like Clara was coming apart so much that she couldn't see past her own uh, desire to be clever. You don't think that if Rory had the counter, Amy wouldn't have taken it. If Rory had the counter, but right. that's very different than Riggsy. Right. Yeah. They wouldn't even know Riggsy. <laughs> <laughs> um. But I think, but you're right, though. It would have been different. Amy was the doctor's companion. Right. Clara is more, I, I'm. Tr- this isn't the right word, like a, but like I want to say sidekick. I was going to say, like, teammate or playmate. Teammate, like, sort of the Robin, like, an, a, like when Robin's more of an adult. Right. <laughs> to Batman. Like, they are... Partners, one is clearly more in charge than the other and mm-hmm. ultimately has the say, but right. separated, they both are effective. Right. Kind of thing. Um, but whereas Amy is like a buddy mm. that like they work together and she can absolutely do things on her own. I don't have a proper superhero analogy prepared for this. Uh, so I apologize. Amy's um, like Wonder Woman teaming up with Batman, whereas, uh, whereas Clara <laughs> is Nightwing. <laughs> I don't know if that analogy holds up, but it's I like where your head's at. <laughs> I love you. Bro. Um, but yeah, basically, <laughs> Clara is striving to be the doctor. So, not, actually, yeah, Nightwing is a good a good analogy there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All of my analogies are Doctor Who references. <laughs> like I can't compare this to other companions. Um, but but yeah, so they they would have approached it very differently. Um, I'm not sure how Ro like Donna would never have have done that. She'd be have, have taken the the cat the clock. Yeah, she would have been like, "Doctor, what are we gonna do? Like, let's and like been trying to figure stuff out around." But that's just mm-hmm. too reckless for Donna. Yeah, yeah. Um, she would have also cried for like five minutes straight. <laughs> And we would have loved it. I know, I know. I love crying, <laughs> Donna, because um, she cared so much. <laughs> she really did. Um, yeah, G- G1X Rider uh, points out is more equal than any other companion yeah. relationship. They really, as not not in terms of respect, because um, I think the Doctor has the an equal level of respect for all of his companions, um, uh, except for Martha. I meant, uh, <laughs> um, sad. I guess in my head, mainly in my as the companions, I'm thinking of like Rose, the the biggest ones being Rose, Amy, and um, and Clara. Now, just Tenure-wise, 
You're, you're, I'm leaning on tenure. I'm I'm not accepting you skipping people. Go on. No, I <laughs> no, I, I love Donna. Donna's my number two companion. I know. Yeah. Um, but in, even I like, but, in terms of yeah. length of stay, I'm with talking the about the biggest ones in terms of like they had the longest tenure on the show. Rose had two years. Amy had three. Had two and a half. Clara had two and a half. Mm-hmm. Um. That's why I use those three. Moving on. Anyway, <laughs> uh, and I'm not, I'm not including classics because that's just I, we don't have time. Yeah. Right. Um, so sorry to anybody who's <laughs> about to yell. How would Jamie have reacted? <laughs> I wonder how Ace would have handled this. Oh I have God. no idea. Okay. I have no idea how Aldrich would have reacted to the situation. Let's talk about Adam. (laughs) You guys don't remember Adam, and that's okay. Um. All right. Uh, (laughs) Let's talk about future companion. No, later. Later. Um. Trust me, later. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, any other thoughts on Clara's death? Not that we'll we'll completely shelve it. We can come back to it. But before we talk about the rest of the episode. Um, I liked the way it was shot. I mean, it was really a beautifully done. Like, if we look at it just in terms of television and not in terms of narrative, right. it was a really well done sequence where she says her goodbye and walks out and is alone in the street as people run away. And then we see her from a distance. And it was a really well made I piece almost of agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when a show uh, there was a part of the direction and the editing mm-hmm. that I ver- I will just say I just didn't like but straight up but it is a up. pet peeve of yours um, go on I don't like when they show this, the 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 like the moment of death or the the big moment of things the same like again and again and again oh, yes. in just like look at different shots <laughs> if it was providing us more information by looking at it from different angles then that would be fine but it didn't it yeah. was just like Look at it. She's dying. She's dying again. Feels again. Sad. Again. Feels again. Sad. It was just, it, I didn't need to be hammered over the head with it. We were watching her die, repeat, like jumping back in that second like five times was just unnecessary. Right. I, I disagree. And I, I, to me, to me, it softened the emotional blow. Okay. As opposed to if it had just happened and you had to, slowing it down. That would be fine with yeah. me, but it's the repetition that I right. think steps. It steps on itself, right? Well, I think that yeah, I I am in between you two in that. Like, I thought it was a good sequence. I think that the re- repetition was too many. Like, I think three would have been fine. Oh yeah, but we yeah. just did it like six times, and it was it was only like a, a millimeter of change between the cameras. Uh, so that was my main thing about it is that it wasn't like close up far thing. It was just like it close wasn't up, slightly closer, close up. Close up, mid shot. Close up. It wasn't doctor's perspective, me's perspective. Yeah. Weird, uh, cyberman. Cyberman in a cloak. Um, cloaking Sarvis field. The Buck says yeah. they keep killing Clara. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, um, so but how we got to here? Yes. Um, Riggsy has the the death clock. Yeah. On his. Uh, <laughs> Some sort of death clock uh, on the <laughs> back of his neck. Tooth. Yes. Not a bumblebee. Uh, what? Toki Wartooth, not a bumblebee. Death clock, death clock, death clock, death clock. Oh, I was making a Futurama reference. Uh, <laughs> okay. A death clock reference. There's something on your back. 
Ah, nice. All Doctor I could do is make Doctor hey. Who references. So good. <laughs> um. So, but Rick. So, I like Clara gave out. Uh, gave. He's like called us in case of yeah. emergencies. Who said you could give out my number? <laughs> um. That was cute. Um. And then they. Uh. This is like little tidbits. Uh. You've been retconned. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. I liked it. <laughs> I, I feel like there will be nerds who are like, that's just, just a stupid, it's a nerd word. <laughs> I don't know. I, I In my head, there are people reacting that way, but I loved it. <laughs> I mean, it is was highly uh, wrong. It was used inappropriately, guys. I mean, technically, when you say something's retcon, I mean, you're, you're it's retroactive continuity, and so you're essentially changing what was already established. But that's not what they did. They effectively erased his memory, so it's not really retroactive continuity, guys. Um... Redcon is also something that is constantly used in the beginning of Torchwood, um, in like I believe the first episode of Torchwood, and I believe that that was it was also referenced to that. Oh, oh you're totally right. I haven't watched the I haven't watched the pilot of Torchwood in like three years. In so case I, totally I haven't forgot. mentioned, all I can do is make references to Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> but that was that was good. Torchwood, same yeah. thing. Oh, everyone's shouting Torchwood. Yeah, nice. yep. Captain Jack's there. I'm there. It's just been a long time since I watched it. I forgot. Um, but that's great. That, that's make it's even better. Yep. Um, I thought it was interesting that in the TARDIS, and I, tell me what you guys think if this was a moment or if it was just over me overanalyzing. The Doctor hesitated to help Riggsy. He almost just was like, "Have fun with your problem." Yeah, but I feel like it was very just the Doctor being the Doctor. Was that just him thinking? Before he yeah, started, kind of. Well, I feel like because I feel like this doctor is always trying to be the man that like Clara wants him to be, or the man that like people think the doctor is. And so I felt like that moment was him being like, "This is inevitable. You're going to die." And then them like asking for hope, and so him trying to put that face on mm-hmm. is what I felt like it was. Okay. Um. That was so. The, the, it, rather than hesitation, it was. I'm getting ready to be p- optimistic. Right. Um, which he has to go through flashcards, and he's like, <laughs> there's, not, there's no good way to tell you you're going to die. I'm going to be honest, that's really surprising to me that she didn't make him a card for that. Yeah. Like, yeah, of all the cards like... <laughs> that they had, I'm really shocked that that's not in there. Or, just, well, or that he lost He it. could have had it even in there and just didn't think it was satisfactory. Right. You're going to die. <laughs> But what I think, I think the doctor's flipping through there and sees a very nice way of saying of giving somebody that information, and it's like this isn't nice. This isn't helpful. This he doesn't, doesn't know that. <laughs> I mean, but I, in my mind, that's what the decision sure. was. Right. right. Um, so then they go on this this hunt for. They wind up looking for the trap street. Yeah. Um, after this whole process, um, literally just doc, doc, Doctor Who going to Diagon Alley. Yes, absolutely. Like, not even subtle about it. <laughs> like, no one thinks that this is not a Harry Potter, like, a loose Harry Potter reference. I'm really surprised they didn't just call it out. Yeah. yeah, like Clara, you'd think, yeah. would have been like, this is like Harry Potter. What's yeah. happening here? <laughs> oh, you mean like in Harry Potter? Yeah, that's yeah. all. Right. <laughs> um, I wonder if it's like, 
They're like, we don't want to get sued by Warner Brothers. <laughs> sued by BBC's Warner. like, we don't have enough money. JK would show JK up and be like, what the hell? <laughs> She's like down the street. Your castle's like yeah, right seriously. near Cardiff, right? <laughs> I don't know Maybe. where the castle yeah, totally. is. Totally. England's not that big. <laughs> <laughs> so they're an Airbus ride, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but but yeah, I I literally wrote on my paper, they are muggles getting into Diagon effing alley. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I even wrote down the effing because I wasn't I knew I couldn't swear on this program. <laughs> <laughs> um and they get inside and then they, they so they see the the projections over these people. Mm-hmm. Um I know that half of our fans won't know what the hell I'm talking about and the other half will. Did that not look like a blue bot? Oh, absolutely. When they over- <laughs> yes, yeah. that was absolutely a grim character <laughs> like, right there. There's a blue pot in this like Doctor Who episode, and I don't understand what's happening because I just watched Grim. <laughs> yeah. um, Walker the Seventh says they reference Harry Potter before, and yes, they have referenced Harry Potter before in specifically the um, Shakespeare Code. They have but made reference to it. This was literally there could be death. an argument it was n- i would argue that it is not theft All right. if anything it is an, it is an it is an homage sure. that is perhaps insinuating that jk rowling is an alien and wrote a story based on this street sure i'll take it um there is le- touchy legal ground yeah. when you do something like that and it's different than when they Make specific reference. You can make a joke about yeah. something, especially something in the pop to, pop culture lexicon like Harry Potter. Just to clarify for everyone yeah. in the, t- in the um, channel, yeah. they just they they put they're teeing themselves up for a major company like Warner Brothers that you don't want that fight. Sure, um, I know people who have had to fight that fight over uh, Harry Potter. So. Yeah. Sydney in the chat is going blue bot. Um, sorry it's a grim reference moving on yeah watch grim uh after show (laughs) sunday night at 6 p.m here on after bus tv (laughs) with the same yeah the same people okay um all right um so then they so we get the street and mayor me yay mayor me um very uh very cool performances from from Maisie williams um i think it, it Brilliant performance. Mm-hmm. Act, like I, I will, ha- I will hes- not hesitate to say. Yeah. Um, because this version of a shielder mm-hmm. is very similar to the last one, the one in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. But also distinctly different. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, very much like. St- that still that that woman that's sure of herself mm-hmm. is very confident, very like I will get my way mm-hmm. because I am me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and but but at the same time, there is a different. She carries herself differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In very subtle ways, I don't even know how what words I could use to describe it, but it it just felt very slightly different. Right. Yeah. Well, there's an air of compassion at the same time of being very authoritative, which I thought was really an, an interesting twist on it because she was ruthless before, but now uh, she has a purpose and you can feel that in the character. This is an interesting point from uh, from Boo in the chat role. Um, me is a mini version to Missy. 
And uh, and I, I want to just bring that up because that's an interesting point. It's not the first time I've seen a comparison of the two. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? As a you mean uh, like uh, is, is, it, is it me, possible that they're the same? No, not okay. uh, not they are the same person. <laughs> just want to make sure that we're not sure. going no, no, down. No, 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 no. But okay. just that is me developing into an enemy for the doctor as opposed to somebody like when we first basically were pitched this concept of me mm-hmm. as sort of the doctor's cleanup crew yeah this wasn't exactly how i pictured it but it's not super far off do you think she's building up to become an adversary uh, no, or pers- I don't think that she is. I think that she, uh, because I feel like she she's antag she's an antagonist. Yes, um, in that her and the doctor are are not and will never be on the same page in terms of how to exist. Um, but I feel like uh, I feel like they respect each other enough to where she's never going to be. She's never going to go out of her way to try to stop the doctor. Like the whole idea behind this. Uh, behind this alley is essentially every time the doctor destroys a group of aliens or like wrecks stuff on earth she goes in and like brings those people into this place and says hey I know that you've been abandoned by your people but like and you probably can't get back but there's a place for you and I think I think that is why because it's it's very doctor-esque to do that so I think that that's why she'll never be like a, a really big antagonist yeah, but I think that makes her so much more... In- I-, I agree. I think that can make her very, like, more interesting than any adversary, right. too. Because, like, we, we, we've we had enough enemies of the Doctor. I mean, me even points out, like, some of your greatest enemies are beside you here. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the races that we see? We see a Cyberman mm-hmm. being operated on by an Ood. Yeah weirdest thing I've seen. We yeah. see a Jadoon. We see two Jadoon that are, cops. they basically, they are they, right. they're security yeah. for the place. Um, we saw uh, a Santaran. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a Solarian, I, I believe we saw. Yes, we did. Yeah. Um, I, I can't remember if there were any other ones, but like, a nice little tour through We saw a handful two. that I didn't even recognize. Yes, and they may have been originals. Yeah. Um, like the blue bot. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you saw it here bot. first. If you, if, just to <laughs> clarify, if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, the, a bloop bot is basically the uh, the NBC's Grim. It's it's like a, the big bad wolf, it's but a, a humanoid werewolf. Yeah. Not quite a werewolf because it has nothing to do with the moon, right, but, but a humanoid wolf. Sure. Mo- a wolf guy, a wolf man. Yeah. If yeah. you will. Yeah. Right. Yes. All right. There you go. Yeah. Um. Mm. So this this all builds towards what me. Me is basically accusing Riggsy of killing this woman as a cover to get the doctor there. Right. She played them. She intentionally... Because she's studying who the doctor affects. Yeah. So she knows Riggsy has... She probably is completely aware that Riggsy has their number. Right. And mm-hmm. if he wakes up and there's a tattoo that's counting down on the back of his neck, it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and gets them there and... uh basically has this crazy elaborate plan to get the doctor to put his hand in this machine. <laughs> it's too elaborate. 
Too elaborate. Like, basically, all of that was to get a teleporter bracelet on, on the doctor. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Not, like, she couldn't, like, have just, like, reached over and, like, slapped it <laughs> yeah. on him. Like, they go in for a handshake and bam. Like, I've, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I like, I like that she knows him so well that she knows that he needs a mystery to, to like, become involved. Yeah. Yeah, because um, otherwise, if it would have just been like, "Hey, doctor, I have a tattoo," blah, then it would have just, it, then if no mystery, it would have been an easy fix, or it would have been something that he would have just let go. Well, I think the issue is more that he need like she couldn't have just like called him up, even right. if she had the phone number or like found him and been like, "Doctor, I need to talk to you." He would have left. Uh, I don't Do think you, he... I don't think he would have. But that's the implication. I think because we have this he's lost track of her thing... Yeah. I think if she had called, he would have come. Because he had lost track of her. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think he would have been there. I think she didn't mean... I really believe that me did not in, intend for whatever ended up happening. Right. But also that the trap that she had set was not such... She... Whatever it ends up being, it's probably she made a deal with someone and it turned out to be the Daleks. You know what I mean? Like, Right. <laughs> well, let's get into they. Yeah. Whoever they is. Um, <laughs> me, we have me they. and they. Uh, before Hi. we get away from May or me, uh, I just want to point out that the costuming department... I'm sorry... May or Me is an amazing costume. An amazing look. Um, I know, I, even though I have May, I know what May or Me is, I kept thinking you were saying May or Me. No. I'm like, no, Agent May, that's not the show. <laughs> Why are you confusing me, Yell? Me, the mayor. <laughs> is that better? You're sure. the mayor? Whatever. Amazing costume. John Mayer wasn't in this episode. I hate you both. <laughs> Go on. I'm sorry. No, Her I'm... costumes were great. They were. Is, it, is, is I believe your point. Um, Censoring so, my thoughts. Go on. Um, so, what do we know about they? Whoever they are... Uh, I don't know what else to call them! Okay. Mystery group. Yeah. Number seven. Yep. Um, MG7, yeah. The, <laughs> the young girl um, who can see into the future can't see... She can see into the past. She can see both. Okay. That's the idea is when she switched faces, yeah, yeah. she could see. Right. Um, the chat roll, <laughs> I, I mean, basically has my the, the same opinion that I had immediately upon watching it, which is... It's time Is they the, the, the Council of Gallifrey? Yeah. Um, except for one person who said they might be giants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> if you could make your mayor me <laughs> questions, they yeah, could say I, that. Um, yeah, it, is it the okay? So it, it seems the it's the simplest explanation, right? There are two simple explanations, yeah. and it's the it's Gallifrey mm-hmm. or it's the the Daleks. I don't think it's the Daleks because they're not this subtle, right? There was uh, another suggestion. Oh yeah. Um, it was the Sisterhood of Karn. Sisterhood of Karn. But he, he like, would go to them, to them. Like, he went to, he visited them 
at the beginning of the season actively of his own free will. Right, and they told him that he had to go deal with Davros. Right. Right. Um, well, we do know that... The, but they also had the the dial. Um, um, his confession. Yeah, confession yeah. dial. Um, yes, but then he had it. And she needed it back. Me took it back. Hmm... Just throw so in... So, by the end of this episode, right now, yeah. me has the dial, right? Yes. yes. Okay. So, the doctor's been teleported away. Me has the dial. We know that Dav... Did Davros want... Davros wanted it. Uh, the master... Uh, Missy wanted it. Everyone Missy had wanted. it. Yeah. Missy had it. I guess we... Because we don't even know what... It does, except that it's supposed to be his last will and testament. And it can right? only be opened after his death. Yes. And that it's supposed to be given to his best friend. Yes. Missy. Yeah. In theory, is Missy. Well, at this um, point, Missy's... His only... Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, technically, you could go to, like, 1930 and give it to Amy. <laughs> no, you or can't. Go There's a, a par- time lock or yeah. something. You go to Parallel Universe and give it to Rose. What are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, um, the third JP. She'll never know what to yes, do. Yes, seriously. The third JP like, says it's either you? the Time Lords or the Daleks. Um, and that's yes. that's what I mean. Like those are the obvious choices. Um, I really hope it is Gallifrey. It is the Time Lords because it's been enough time. I think at this point that we know we're they're coming back. Do we? Eventually. Right. Um, so Jacob in the chat says it always could be a surprise, but Kern has another week before showing up for sure. I think the, sister, the sisterhood. Sisters, yeah. Um, well, I think that there's, there's, we didn't get them at the beginning of this season for no reason. Mm. Um, <laughs> Service, uh, the buck says, I can't wait for it to just turn out to be full of jelly babies. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, that would be funny. That would be really funny. Um, it would be so Doctor Who. Yeah. 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 You'd also have a lot of very furious people. <laughs> um, but. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I, like I was, what I was saying was I think that Gallifrey has been, we've been teased with Gallifrey yeah. for two seasons now. Right? Mm-hmm. We know we will eventually get back there because you mm-hmm. don't dangle this out there without eventually paying it off. Whether that's this season, next season, or two more seasons down the line, I don't know. It's possible that Moffat is playing a very long game. He's not one to hold to... like He could go for that. But I think that it's the right time because Doctor Who is the show mm-hmm. is ready for a shift. The Doctor is, like, I'm not sure what the next companion looks like mm-hmm. in the, still in this last of the Time Lords mentality and, and set up. I think that the show is set up for a big, to- like, not tonal shift, mm-hmm. but a shift within the, within the concept. Right. That still has the doctor, it still has him going on adventures through time and space and getting into all kinds of trouble yeah. with a companion or two along for the ride. But to do it with either the council sending him places or chasing him mm-hmm. or he has to do it, it's all on Gallifrey. Right. 
is all the similar concept, but different at the same time. And that is a way to reinvent the show. And that's what Doctor Who is really strong at, is as soon as the show starts to feel at all stale, they can easily flip a switch and make it new again, whether that's with a new Doctor, a new companion, or a shift in the in the direction of the show. Yeah. Right. Doctor Who has that possibility. Yeah. Um, so, I know we're running out of time. We should end to predictions soon. But... Um, Shadrach Del Monte in the chat says, and I say this, this is what he says. I do not confirm this. I do not confirm this as a spoiler. He says that Moffat has, uh, in the synopsis, said that Gallifrey is back. Okay. Take that for what it is. So rumor. Moffat, um, rule number one. We'll t- and Moffat we'll talk lies. about what we saw in the preview in a bit when we get past the predictions, which is I, which I consider a spoiler wall mm-hmm. for the next on. Um, we only have a few minutes, so uh, real quick, um, uh, wh- what else did you get? Was there any other standout uh, moments in this episode? Because I want to give some time for predictions. Someone says Tari's the new companion. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. My dreams came true. Does that mean we get to be like adjunct companions, like where we like come in for like adventures, like yeah. once or twice? You guys could be my vax and strategy. Guys, uh, <laughs> vax and Vastra. <laughs> if anything, I'm Jenny. But more importantly, um, no, I'm busy. Does that make me Strax? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your night. No, you can not. be Vastra. We should head into predictions. <laughs> yeah. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Yeah, Sylvia, <laughs> Sylvia noticed my shirt because I'm wearing a High Council of Gallifrey nice. shirt. Nice. Absolutely. Um, Callus for Brax Detorius. I'm okay. not even close. Hmm. Uh, I apologize. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like the Grim Panel all over again. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so in the preview for next week, we saw uh, a, a planet de- seemingly devoid of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically what we heard is that it is designed, a place is, that is designed to scare the doctor. And the only other person that we saw in the preview was a mysterious man in a white robe. Yep. Yeah. Uh, very easily be a Time Lord robe. Could also very easily be something we have not met yet. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, We do know that next week is the first in another two-parter. But this was a two-parter. No, it was not. It was a to-be-continued. Basically because it ended on a cliffhanger. Is it possible so in that a, it's a sense, three-parter? In a sense, yeah. I guess it is a three-parter. Okay. But the next two episodes are called uh, Heaven Sent and Hell Bent. Right. Or Hell Bent, whatever order it's yeah, in. Yeah, um, yeah. Very right. clear. And and it is considered officially the next two episodes as one story. Right. This episode was considered by Doctor Who, by official Doctor Who, to be one story. Right. All right. I'm going to disagree and say it's a three-parter, but that is all. <laughs> yeah, because Doctor Who doesn't have episodes. They have, they also break it down into stories. So like this uh, this season had so no, only I'm, had like I know. five stories. No, I'm just I clearing understand. it up for anyone else who may be confused. It's not just about you, yell. Nope, everyone in the <laughs> chat is agreeing. It's a three parter. Go on. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, also, you will tweet at them where they can find the shirt. 
Yes. I, everyone I, wants to know. Go oh, on. I bought it at San Diego Comic-Con. Great. So go to Comic-Con, uh, everyone. <laughs> great. But don't buy your tickets when I'm buying them. Um, Jillian Buss in the chat says that it reminds uh, them of the hotel uh, episode with Matt Smith. Yes. I was going to say that in my uh, prediction. Yeah, yeah. it's um, it, could, it very well could um, play that role. I think that that's going to just be the starting point. Right. Um, and we're like, I would say, predict like for prediction, just like before the half hour mark of the of next week's episode, we get um, uh, a big shift that like makes it not even about that anymore, right? And okay. reveals either, um, and we'll get the reveal by the end of the first episode who we're dealing with, and then the the, the finale will be dealing with whatever that implies, which I'm going to, I maintain the prediction before, is the High Council of Gallifrey. Um, now, just to clarify on terms of scheduling, there's a new episode this upcoming Thanksgiving weekend. Yes. Because um, there's no Thanksgiving, or at least not this Thanksgiving, in England. In London, yes. Right. Um, there is a new Doctor Who this week. Um, so that you guys know, we, however, will be time-shifted due to the holiday because of a lot of travel and just schedule availability for the studios and all yeah. that. We will be taping this show next m- Monday night. Not tomorrow, obviously. Um, yeah. We will be taping it Monday night, very late, at 11 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So, once again, we'll be taping it uh, the Monday following. So that will be November 30th at 11 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Which means if you are in the U.K., just wake up early. Yeah, um, I I wish we could have you guys all join live. I know it's super late, but the show will be available on iTunes and SoundCloud, 6 and yeah. YouTube, and like, like immediately after that. So whatever time you can yeah. get to it the next day, um, that's just the realistically what we had to do to get the show in. Um, so that was the soonest we could do. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Any last thoughts before we close out here, guys? I just got a quote, EJ Matter in the chat who says, "Yell is always right." <laughs> also, guys, uh, Clara may be dead. We we did lose. We did. Just, just take no, it. I said we, there's no moment of silence for Clara. <laughs> but just um, enjoy the music. No, um, ten puppies. Clara, Clara is gone. Um, Jenna Coleman did a fantastic job. She is an amazing performer. I'm sure that we have... I mean, we know we have, it's not the last we've seen of her because right. she's going to be playing Queen Victoria next year. Um, um, but also we know that there's going to be definitely holograms, memories, or something of the sort. Yes. There's, there's no a way number of ways that we can... that Jenna Coleman can return. I, I can't imagine... Uh, that like she's not going to come back for an anniversary show. Right. Like whenever, whenever we do the the Tenant Smith Capaldi adventure, the seventy fifth anniversary, um, not that far away. <laughs> um, I would say let probably fifty fifth. Yeah, sixtieth. Um, yeah. I think Either. I also think though, but this season we will see a memory of hers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I still maintain my big prediction. Stormageddon for the next companion. <laughs> Hashtag we want Stormageddon. Use it on Twitter. Hashtag we want Stormageddon. Let's right. get it out there. Yeah. All right. Flip a table in a sec. <laughs> <laughs> okay, luck. guys. Um, until next week. Um, Yell Teagle. Where can everyone keep up with you? Everyone can keep up. Keep up. I'm not speaking. It's too late. At Twitter. At Yell Teagle. Y a e l t y g i e l. 
And I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Tari J. It's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Um, and once again, thank you guys so much for joining us. This has been a, it's been great to be able to talk about this, this episode especially. Like I felt like I needed to discuss it with yeah. people, and it, discussing with all of you is great. Um, you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at thatzachwilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. And also here at AfterBuzz on a whole bunch of shows, including Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, The Muppets. Both of those are on highest, but we'll be back soon. I'll be talking about The Leftovers tomorrow night. Huh. Until next week, guys, I'm Zach Wilson, and thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. We want Stormageddon! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 